is Primetime Sports. It's the Prentice Alsa Heating and Air Coaches Corner, fueled by Chick-fil-A and Donut Country on FM 101.9, FM 100.5, AM 1450, streaming at WGNSSports.com, and our iPhone and Android apps. This portion of the show is brought to you by Middle Tennessee Electric, Little Caesars Pizza, Craig's Tax Service, and Franklin's Printworks. Welcome back into the Prentice Office of Heating and Air Coaches Corner. We're going to be joined by Jennifer Grandstaff, the head girls basketball coach at Blackman High School, fresh off a state championship for the Lady Blaze. And Jennifer, thanks for joining us today. Oh, you bet, Bonnie. Glad to be here. Uh, yep, and uh, certainly glad to be a state championship championship team, that's for sure. You know, and looking back over your years, you, you were so close in, in many regards, and obviously, you know, obviously it's well documented some of the teams you had to clear hurdles with to to get to a championship. But uh, when you when you decided to retire, mm-hmm. um, and you got out of it for a year and a half, and then you got back in, and I was reading something from one of our sister papers, Main Street Media. It was like you know, it, it's like, hey, I'm gonna enjoy it a little more, maybe, because uh, I know. Coaches get so wrapped up in the games they lose, they forget about the games they win sometimes. No, oh, that's so true, Bonnie, and that was me pretty much the majority of my career. Had a hard time enjoying just the journey of it all. You know, we had a lot of really good basketball teams that I was fortunate enough to be a part of and, and uh, you know, got close a lot of times, like you said, and, and just couldn't enjoy some of those years, even as competitive as what we were, because I would get so caught up or – you know, so hung up on the game that we didn't win or the game that I, you know, felt like we should have won. And a lot of times it was just hard to enjoy all the great things that, that actually happened, you know, in in my career and in and, and a lot of uh, a lot of the kids that I coached. Uh, you know, it was just sometimes I just took it too hard and couldn't enjoy the, the whole process. So I uh, definitely tried to do that. And, you know, as they say, um, um, only one team ends the season happy. <laughs> That's true. And, true. Uh, and there's no, there's been no, you know, you said there's no more true saying. Somebody's going to be disappointed. But, um, you know, it, it's been such a crazy year. You decided to get back into it. And then, boom, uh, it really was like you were a new coach. I'm sure you knew a lot of them players. It probably gone against some of them when they were a little younger. Uh, yet, you never really got a chance to know them for a while because of COVID. That's true. I got hired in uh, right after fall break in October, late October, and you know I, we had two weeks together with uh, with just some conditioning, and then November first rolled around, and you know we, we got shut down pretty quick in uh, November, going into the opening part of the year. So that you know, that's totally no contact, no communication. But well, we did zooms, but you weren't around teaching and coaching or forming that relationship bond with the with the players because we we did get shut down, and then we got back together early December, and boom, got shut back down again. So it was a struggle there early on. Uh, you know, we didn't we didn't really have good chemistry. We weren't playing good basketball. We really didn't even have a system in yet, and that showed quite a bit when we played. It was just uh, kind of choppy and rough and nothing really gelled we didn't look good so yeah we were faced with a lot of adversity early on well you know and coach you can go back to football um you know i had some coaches tell me oh, it's awful 
You know, they didn't have scrimmages, seven on yeah. sevens. And, you know, I, one coach said, we've set this game back 50 years. You know, he, he goes, you just, we got no rhythm. We got no chemistry. And, you know, rhythm is such a big part of basketball. And even if you think you're about ready to get, get it going, well, boom, you get quarantined again. That's true. That's true. That's kind of where we were at. And the last time we did get quarantine, um, I knew that I didn't think our program would be able to survive if it happened again. I mean, we, it was tough, and a lot of there was a lot of discouragement among the seniors. And I thought, man, this is you know we've got to get through this. We got to get them back in school. We got to get together, start playing, and develop that chemistry. And just you know keep our fingers crossed that that uh, this is past us, and and we were able to get through the rest of the season, thankfully. Well, and I'm sure. You coming back? You come in and inherit this team that's you know got a lot of experience. Right. They had a big disappointment themselves last year, mm-hmm. uh, not not getting to the state, losing on their home court. So mm-hmm. I'm sure uh, some of those players that you lead leaned on for leadership that kind of fueled. Their, I'm sure that had to fuel their fire in the off season. Yeah, they were a group that uh, you know once we got our rhythm and chemistry. And once we kind of got our system in, they were a group that, were, for the most part, they were easy to motivate. And I think it was be, because we had a, a, a good, strong leadership bond, a good senior class. Like you said, they, they you know, I remember, uh, gosh, I think it was their sophomore year that that we put them out in the, in the region tournament. I think, I don't know, it might have been the district or region tournament when you know they, we probably shouldn't have i mean they were the better team they just weren't playing good at the time and we were fortunate that we were playing good and we talked about that and i talked about last year with them quite a bit you know that just uh they just they they've fallen short you know they haven't finished out you know there were so many expectations on this group and um, they've come up short so you know we did we talked a lot about that we used that as motivation and i think it did fuel their fire so to speak um because the, this is what they've worked for their whole career you know they want to Number one, they wanted to play in a state tournament, and then once we were got that opportunity, we wanted to win the state tournament. So, again, it starts with your senior leadership, and uh, they, my our five seniors, they were they were great. They bought into that, and uh, they they just led you know, you know our young kids extremely well. They stayed positive. They started you know they started to believe early January that we could get it done, and, and we just got on a roll. And you know when you look at um your league now, there's you know, there's 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 a couple programs there that are still trying to find their way, and mm-hmm. you know, have, have had some have have had problems, but you can pretty well bet every year there's four teams mm-hmm. that can play with anybody, and when you got that many teams in one league that can play with anybody, man, you have one off night, any of them can knock you off. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. That's what makes it so tough. I mean, back to back, back to back games, and you and you can't you can't have that off night. And if you do, you're not going to be in the position that you want to be in at the end of the year, just because of all the seedings and things. And uh, you know, once we did get back, I think it was oh gosh, the very end of January, we started on a roll. And you know, thankfully, we didn't really have that off night. We struggled a couple nights, uh, but we were able to hang on. But uh, like you said, you can't have an off night and then finish the way that, that we finished uh, just because we wouldn't have been in the position we were in. The, um, the and you know, the way things got set up and with your quarantine, you know, I'll be honest with you, 
you know, I thought you know, I thought your region would be lucky to get halfway through, you know, where you could play at least everybody once. But mm-hmm. to everybody's credit, you got the whole thing in. And now, albeit there was maybe playing four out of six, five out of seven days at times, but mm-hmm. that says a lot about the players, too. They've had to sacrifice a lot of things this year. You're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah, once we did get rolling, uh, we did. We missed our, every opponent the first time through, except Siegel, I think it was. And uh, so that put us in a position where we were. We were playing Monday, Tuesday, Friday, Saturday, and practicing on the Wednesday, Thursday, and the Sunday. So our kid, you know, everybody had to sacrifice in our entire program. I mean, we went four or five straight weeks with, you know, no days off and, uh, you know, just had to, had to buy in, had to make a commitment to our program, to each other, uh, how important it was not to take a day off. And they weren't real strenuous uh, practices when we did get together. It was more, you know, hey, this is about our opponent. This is what we need to do. This is what they do. And uh, our kids handled it well. I mean, do I think that, we could have had that success if we didn't have a, a really mature uh, veteran basketball team. No, no, not at all, because we were limited on practice time. But we had a group like we did. I mean, we had a lot of talented players in this group and a lot of seasoned players in, in, in our team. Um, if we had a lot of really young kids where we had to teach so much every week, we would have really struggled with that type of schedule that we had. But I actually think it, it, it might have benefited us a little bit in a way because – you know, I had a strong senior group, a lot of experience, very talented. You know, they're the group that wants to play games a lot more than what they want to practice at that point of their career. So I think that that might have helped us also, you know, make our run. We're joined today by Blackman Girls basketball coach Jennifer Grandstaff. Uh, we'll take a short pause and we'll be right back and talk about the run to the uh, state title. You've changed thousands of diapers, played hours of peekaboo and duck duck goose. You do anything to protect your kids. I'm State Farm Agent Emerson Williams, and it's important to protect them with life insurance. I can make it easy and affordable for you to protect your family. Life insurance is a discussion that makes most people want to change the subject rather than admit they don't have enough. I'm State Farm Agent David Wilson. I can help you focus on how benefits of life insurance actually live on by helping pay off the house or sending the kids to college. Give me a call today at 893-9898. First National Bank of Middle Tennessee is dedicated to this community. Hi, this is Katie Bennett, and we understand the challenges of managing your finances in today's economy. We can help you find the right answers to your questions. First National Bank of Middle Tennessee, your community bank. Visit us at 1708 Gateway Boulevard and 3427 Memorial Boulevard here in Murfreesboro and always online at fnbmt.com. First National Bank of Middle Tennessee, equal housing lender, member FDIC. Tennessee Orthopedic Alliance takes great pride in treating local athletes here in Rutherford County. Experts in joint, bones, and muscles. And with over 65 specialists, TOA has a playbook to get you back in the game. To request an appointment, visit toa.com or call 855-NEED-TOA. Tennessee Orthopedic Alliance, TOA, live your best life. 
How about a fix for your sweet tooth? Donut Country is open 24 hours a day to cure your cravings. They've been serving up the freshest donuts in Murfreesboro since 1978. There's just something different about donuts from Donut Country. Bo and Cindy Davis and their wonderful staff will greet you with a smile, and you'll see all donuts aren't created equal. Fresh donuts anytime you want them 24-7 at Donut Country on Memorial down from Clark. And they're open each morning on Middle Tennessee Boulevard. Check out their Facebook page for specials and promotions. Nothing else compares to Donut Country. Open 24 hours. It's the Prentice also Heating and Air Coaches Corner, fueled by Donut Country and Chick-fil-A on FM 101.9, FM 100.5, AM 1450, streaming at WGNSSports.com, and our iPhone and Android apps. This portion of the show is brought to you by Ideas Tees, Dan France Concrete, First National Bank of Middle Tennessee, Bowen's Body Shop, and Sir Pizza. Welcome back into the Prentice Office of Peating and Air Coaches Corner. Jennifer Grandstaff, the head girls basketball coach at Blackman High School, is joining us today. Coach, I know you played your college ball um, at Kent State. Are you are you from Ohio? Yeah, I am, Monty. I'm from a small town right out about 25 miles east of Columbus. Uh, graduated from Heath High School. Um, yep, I was. I've been from that area my whole life. My father was a, a coach and a administrator and then was a superintendent of a neighboring county and my mother was a teacher as well and yeah just grew up in that area and uh, lived there all the way until I got my first uh, coaching job in Lynchburg Tennessee wow was that a culture shock yeah a little bit to say the least (laughs) but boy what a what a great place to start your career oh Uh, yeah a lot of passion for the game yep definitely a lot of passion a lot Uh, of passion a lot of commitment to the game that's for sure now were you when you know when we're all kids we're thinking about what we want to do when we get old uh were you pretty young when you decided i want to be a coach uh you know i think i knew when i was in high school that yeah this is where my passion was i mean i just loved the game grew up playing it i can't even remember when i started i mean it wasn't near as competitive as what it is now nor were there opportunities there like they are now in terms of aau and things like that with with young kids but my parents you know they did a great job of just exposing me and keeping me involved and and i developed a love and a passion for it and just grew and grew throughout the years and so it was early on that i knew this is this is what what i wanted to do that i wanted to be involved in the game just wasn't sure what what level and uh you know you you get a little taste of it and it's boy it's just so hard to to ever give it up are you one of those coaches that enjoys practicing and teaching more than the games themselves? Oh gosh, yes. <laughs> yeah, I love the practice and love teaching, and you know, I just love the process of it all. It's fun, and it's fun to see the improvement and strides that you make throughout the course of the year. And uh, of course, you know, you love the games, but uh, you know, sometimes it's ooh, games can be tough too, you know, as you as you well know. Well, uh, you, you know, you brought something up about opportunities. There's so many opportunities out there for girls now to go on and play at the next level and, mm-hmm. you know, get all their college paid for it, some of it, or most of it, where, you know, back in the day, it wasn't that. I, I can show my age because, um, of course, I went to Riverdale. That's my alma mater. And they played in the last five, last six-on-six six game as – Okay, three on offense, three on defense. Yeah, Tennessee was one of the last uh, um, states to go to that. And, uh, you know, I think it met with resistance at time. But I think people found out it didn't take long to find out. Let them use the whole 
94 feet, whatever it is, they're athletic enough to do it. And, of course, now with the advent of lifting weights and, and all that, um, it's amazing how far the game is coming, how many more opportunities there are out there for kids. Oh, you're exactly right. I mean, just uh, it, it's just amazing to see all the opportunities there are for young ladies out there anymore, and it doesn't just stop anymore at the end of your college career. I mean, you look at the WNBA, it's getting – you know, it's expanding. You look at the opportunities overseas for, for young for young women to stay involved in the game. So it's evolved so much, and it's just awesome to see all the opportunities that, that, that women do have in the game of basketball now. And I can't imagine what it's going to be like 10 years from now as well. It's going to continue to grow. Do you watch much women's college basketball or the uh, WNBA? Boy, I love to watch women's college basketball. I don't watch a whole lot of WNBA as much as I do uh, college, I don't know, maybe it's just the time of the year, you know, you're in, your mindset is just, you know, in, into the game um, during that, you know, the winter months and, and uh, you're so into it and you're always turning the, turning the TV on to watch a good game, maybe get a new inbounds play or get a new idea. So, yeah, I really enjoy it during the season. Uh, WNBA, I, I watch it from time to time, but, uh, yeah, I think my passion's more for college. Yeah, I like the college game. And, you know, if, if I see Alicia Clark or Crystal's going to be on TV, I'll watch some of it. But uh, And one thing that strikes me about the women's game, too, now is, you know, we are about ready to hit March Madness. Um, there's a lot more teams now capable of knocking off the higher seeds than there used to be. Used to be oh, I, if you won through four seeds, they never lost. Yeah, I agree. So much parity now. You know, we all fill out that little bracket, and it's so hard to pick anymore because – there are so many great athletes out there, and they're not just all going to the number one, two, three, four teams in the country. It's just spread out, and boy, that's what makes it exciting to watch. So I agree with you. It's hard to it's hard to pick those teams, and you just never know who's going to win in tournaments anymore. All right, going back to the state tournament, uh, you win your first two games, you get to Lebanon, and boy, it was it was a really good, hard fought uh, state title game. I thought. Oh, I thought. Uh, I thought it was just a great showing uh, from our basketball players throughout the course of uh, the entire tournament. I thought they they played with so much heart and so much passion, and they put themselves in the position to to play in the championship game. And like you said, the championship game was was really a great game to watch, a great game to be involved in. So, yeah, we were we were extremely excited just even to be in that game, and you know we really uh, took care of a couple major categories and stats that I thought were the difference makers of that game. The um the foul problems were something you had to overcome really in your last two games and then you throw Ianna Moore going out there the the few minutes she did with the the injury on a mm-hmm. play she got fouled on that they didn't call. I'll go ahead and say it so they can't they can't find me. But uh yeah, anyway that's right. <laughs> uh, you know we did run into a little bit of foul trouble um in both games. Uh, we had Iona actually fouled out in the in the Maribel game, which hurt us. But uh, you know, we had a lot of kids step up and make big plays and and picked up the slack and you know took care of the basketball late and and uh, and then we went into Lebanon. You know, we you know you discuss it, you talk about it. We we weren't in foul trouble all season long, believe it or not, with the way that we played and the pressure that we did play play with. We never never experienced it, not in one game. And then we hit two games back to back where we. We really struggled with a little bit of foul trouble. So, um, you know, I thought, you know, for us to win those games, other kids have to really step up and, and 
play big minutes and make big plays and and they did and that's why we were successful it's because when, when somebody went down or had to go to the bench you know somebody was able to come in and answer the call well i was i was watching you guys i finally had to split screen it because you and the lady raiders games were almost simultaneously uh, oh, yeah. ended at the same time and one thing that struck me both teams and this is a championship game they know who their horses are mm-hmm. but it's there were in both games almost at the same time uh, a role player stepped up and made some huge plays i thought flowers was what you know go to that line and knock them two down look like she'd been doing it you know her whole life Yes, I agree. Just a freshman, she came in and played. She's played great minutes for us all season long. But then, the, with the amount of pressure and the and just what you're playing for, I mean, gosh, that's that's a tough push position to put a to put a freshman in. And she did. She stepped up with a lot of grace and a lot of poise. She was seven of nine from the free throw line against Lebanon, um, which is you know I knew. I mean, Corey was going after her every time she touched the ball. He was he was immediately fouling her and putting the pressure on her, and she handled it well. I mean, that's. That's big, and couldn't have been happier for her. And and uh, she just really answered the call for us uh, Saturday night. And, you know, you had a lot of girls in that tournament step up. Yeah, we did. Oh, gosh. I, you know, I look back at, you know, you know Ayana's going to be uh, your go-to, and we're going to have the ball in her hands as much as we can. And, you know, we run a lot of things for Ayana. Tori's always going to be the engine that makes us go. But I'll tell you, we the the three other kids uh, that really stepped up. Um, Emily Monson in the sub-state game when uh, Mike Buck threw a, a a little I don't know people call them junk defenses on us. He did, and, and uh, we we worked on them and talked about them. But you know we that was one this was one that we hadn't seen, and so we just started running things at Emily, and she made you know great baskets for us in the sub-state game in order to get us even into the state tournament. Then we got to the state tournament. I can't say enough about Gracie Hamby or Kaylee Odom. I mean, just their ability to, to rebound the basketball. I mean, we out-rebounded all three of our opponents in the state tournament. And then for Kaylee Odom to be our leading scorer in the championship game, I mean, was huge when she's averaging seven to eight points. And, and she comes up with, uh, what she have that game? Was it 17 points, 18 points? Yes, yeah, she had 18 points in that game. That was amazing. Uh, Gracie Hamby, she was our leading rebounder the whole night in that game and in, in the Arlington game as well. So, I mean, just had kids step up, sacrifice, make big plays. I mean, that's, that's what it takes um, for, to, to win a state championship. You can't just be that, that one-person team. And I think that we showed uh, through the course of the tournament that, you know, we weren't. We were, we were a well-rounded team, a balanced team, and, and other kids uh, answered the call to, to put us in the position we were in. When the when the horn goes off, what was your immediate thought? I can't believe it. <laughs> that was my immediate thought. I can't believe it. We got this done. I was just so excited, just happy. I mean, happy, you know, to be in it 30 years and to be close and or to be in the inter- the tournament, uh, you know, and always and always come up short and then to finally to finally to go out a winner for the year was uh, it's just exciting. It's just. Uh, uh, I can't explain it. Just uh, I don't know. It's just a just a very happy, happy, happy feeling. Well, uh, I know Murfreesboro's proud of you. Your school's proud of you. Matter of fact, you got a little parade this afternoon. 
Yeah, we sure do. Uh, you know, it's tough what you can do with COVID. Can't do pep rallies and things like that. But, yeah, Dr. Justice and Scott Wallace put together a little parade where uh, students can come outside the classroom. Kids get to parade around with the drum line and the cheer cheerleaders and the trophy and, you know, just get recognized. And uh, anything we can do to let have our kids uh, get recognized and let them feel good about themselves and the accomplishment that they have is, is just a plus for us. So, yeah, we're looking forward to it. Well, Jennifer, uh, congrats on a state championship for Blackman. I know it won't be too long. You're already thinking ahead about next year, but do enjoy this one. Yes, sir, Monty. I sure will, and I appreciate you taking the time to interview me. Thank you so much. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thank you. That's Jennifer Grandstaff. I uh, appreciate her joining us today. We'll take a break, and we'll be right back. 